to the comic book rundown. My co-host Ralph. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's well. Okay, so yesterday when I was supposed to be reading these, <laughs> instead I was dealing with car problems with Charlie this time. Yeah, well, because you know, heaven forbid, my kids go you know like more than a year without their cars breaking down, right? Also, the the <laughs> fact that you worked on cars for so long and they didn't pick any of that up ever. The kids were never there. I mean. I, could, I remember sometimes when we were working oh, yeah, on my car, they, them being be, around. They'd be around, but they weren't actually paying attention. Mm, good mean... point. Good point. <laughs> good yeah. point. But did, no, you figure, I mean, did you figure out the problem, though? That, I mean, is it is it good so, or is it? Uh, we're, we're pretty sure it's a starter. Mm, those are um, fun. Cause, yeah, yes, so yesterday we uh, thought it might be his ignition switch, so we switched that out. Um, they replaced a couple of the relays, hoping it was something cheap. It wasn't any of those. Um, we... Uh, towed it back to Jess's house, which was uh, exciting because Charlie's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I've got." A, I thought he said a tow strap, and I'm like, "Oh great, tow straps are nice and easy." You know, flip, flip, slip it on, no problem. He had a tow rope. Ooh, okay. Which, um, it's for like, uh, um, not towing, towing cars. No, it's it's more like pulling stuff. Yeah. No. So yeah. It, it's like yeah. Yeah. It'd be like hauling things like you know, like uh, like a tow rope behind a boat type of deal. But One anyways, of those, okay. So, so I made it work um, by uh, running like Looping six lines back times. and forth. Yeah. The only problem with that was instead of having like you know this much space between the cars, I had like this much space between the cars. So I'm like, listen, this is important. I can't see anything. Like, we had our phones, like, on speakerphone in, like, I had it in my pocket so I could hear him talking and stuff. I'm like, this is important. I was like, anytime that, like, any kind of stopping needs to happen, you need to tell me as soon as possible because I can't see what's going on, so I can't predict when I need to stop, and I'm the one that has to stop. If you yeah. try to stop, I'm going to crush the car, in between, or, you know, we're going to smash cars together. I was like, I we have to keep the rope taut at all times. And he's like, okay, yeah, okay, I got that, no problem. So we drove, you know, 20 miles an hour from fucking... Uh, Sunset Trailer Park to uh, Jess's house out in Craigville, and ugh. did you did you hit? I mean, did everything okay? You didn't smash oh, yeah, yeah. No, actually, he, he right, did a really good job. Like I said, we were on the phone the whole time, and thankfully, it was you know at a point in the day where there wasn't really much traffic anywhere. Mm, good. So we didn't actually have to stop a lot. Because I told him, I'm like, look, I was like, if we come up to a light, or if we come up to a, a stop sign, because, you know, we were all through back roads yeah, and shit. Yeah, exactly. I was like, and there's no cars coming either way, don't just, stop. Just, just go. <laughs> let me know, and then go through. I mean, yes, bad, but it worked. Yeah. yeah. So, but we got it back there, and, uh, um, like, before I went up there, I was talking to uh, Jess on the phone and stuff, because uh, she had went out there first to see what it was, because, you know, she knows how to fix some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um... Uh, she was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just not like, it's not starting at all. I'm like, okay. I was like, well, first I was like, you know, check to make sure that like the batteries are connected. The battery lines are connected. And she's like, oh, it's connected. We're still getting, you know, power to everything. It's just when I turn the key, there's no, there's nothing there. Uh, like, okay. okay. I was like, well, it's like check to make sure that the uh, wires that it connect to the starter 
are tight. It's like because if those aren't tight, then you know it won't. That's start. where you lose a connection. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, you know, she checked that. She's like, yeah, it's all that. And I'm like, okay. I was like, well, now it's like, get in there. I was like, and check to see if the, the relays, you know, if the relays is good, like the little relay box, you know, the relay switches. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, how do I know if those are good or not? And I was like, well, it's like what my dad always told me was, you know, flip flop the uh, uh, one from another one. And if that one works in there, then that's what it is. It wasn't that. So I got online and I'm like flipping through things to see what fits this particular, you know, and it, says it could be the ignition switch. And I'm like, well, check to see how much an ignition switch is. It was like 30 bucks. So we're like, let's do that. Because, you know, fucking starters are like 300 bucks or some stupid shit. Yeah, they're, they're expensive. So we tried that. It didn't work. We get back to the house. And uh, um, Tom's like, did you try, you know, banging on the starter with a hammer? And I'm like, you know, I didn't. So he went out there and fucking tapped it with a <laughs> hammer. I started it right up. Started up just fine. We're like, well, that's fucking super. I mean, I had the same problem with my truck, you know, five years ago, and I haven't had to replace the starter since. I had the problem with this truck as well, um, with the starter. It was similar. Like, I don't know if it was a bad connection or something. I don't think it was a connection because I checked that. But I would go to start it. It wouldn't start. If I, like, jiggled around the truck a little bit and jostled it and then tried it, it would work. It got to the point where it, like, was taking me forever to do that. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So I went and got that re- the starter replaced. Yeah. So yeah, I understand that completely being an issue. But then, uh, it's like while Tom was underneath there, he's like, hey, he's like, these these wires are a little loose, you know, too. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tighten those up. You know, Charlie drove it home. Well. Uh, just messaged me uh, late last night, and she's like, yeah, she's like, so it's definitely the starter. He got home, and it uh, died again. And uh, she's like, but, you know, he was able to get it started up again. And uh, she was like, if, you know, can what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, well, I've got podcasting in the morning, and then I'm supposed to uh, um, help a friend with a uh, D&D character. And uh, she's like, well, can he drive up there, and, you know, you can work on it. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, I can make some time. I was like, just let me know when he's headed up here. It's mm-hmm. like, as long as he can make it up here, we can change it out and stuff. And then she's like, never mind. She's like, I'm going to try to do it myself. She's like, I want to do it since you got Simon. She's like, I want to see if I can do this one. Because, you know, two weeks ago, I changed Simon's You're... starter in the fucking Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Ugh. I remember you talking about that one. Fun times. Yeah. Anyways. But we're not here to talk about <laughs> now that your, your life is just. Your, your kids, I, you know what sucks is that Kat, uh, Bella is going to be driving soon, and I'm going to have to deal with all this shit. Yep. Well, welcome, welcome to uh, parenting hell, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather do it and her learn stuff about it than just be like, I mean, not that I can't afford it now, because before I couldn't afford it. Now I can't afford it to yeah. just take it and have, have them fix it, but... I do like the fact that it, it gives you a sense of pride when you can fix it yourself, you know? Si- Simon literally said, he's like, when I'm older, I hope I have a job where I make enough money to where I can just take it in and get everything fixed on it because I don't want to have to deal with any of this. Which is uh, 100% fair. Yeah. I get that once I started at GM, 100%. I'm like, yeah, no, I changed my oil. Yeah, they can go change my oil for me. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, we are today, we're talking about Swap Thing. Uh, this is the final... The final book in the saga. Of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. 
Um, if you by chance hadn't read Swamp Thing or, or listened to our previous coverage, uh, go do that because it is kind of important to the overall story. Uh, and you can go listen to those episodes at, let's see here. Um, give Bring me a minute. The old list, huh? I haven't written down yet. Yeah, well, considering this is the final one, I figured. Yeah, that's fair. And because we are now part of the Professional Casual Network. Yeah. Um, instead of having PCN to read them all. Right here. Who'd have thought? Instead of, not me. Joey's not the professional, lie. I'm the casual. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um... <laughs> Considering Bloody that this casuals. is all one episode now, instead of cutting up into what would have been eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll just read off the previous episode list, and then that way you guys will know going forward. Uh, so yeah, go check out episodes 97 through 103, um, 172 through 179, 312 through 319. Dum da dum ba dum. Four seventy through four seventy five. Is that f- one two? That's four. I think I got one more. Maybe not. Is that five? I think that was five. Apparently that's five. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, and then this one. And then this one. This one episode. This one episode. <laughs> this is this is this is one of those like this giant issue, you know. <laughs> Again, it's okay. So. Peek behind the curtain, guys. If you guys are listening to this for the first time, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for giving us a chance. Um, we are new to this format because we would always just, you know, record each issue separately. Um, actually, the last time we tried to record, we recorded it together as one was like the first 10 trades we covered. Yeah. That was so long ago. So About four and a half years. So long ago. That was like, what, 600 episodes ago or something. <laughs> Correct. And now that's... So my, my big thing is when I edit it, when I save the file and I edit it, like this is our 100th and... I don't know. To uh, do 100th and 7th story that we've covered. So like I would save it as Comic Book Rundown 107. Now I'm going to be starting it as Comic Book Rundown 653 because this is the episode 653 versus gotcha. yeah, yeah so on the plus side our uh, episode numbers will be going down because we won't be doing you know six episodes in our or correct eight in this case eight uh, so okay yeah we were we were talking before we started recording um <laughs> we both read this yesterday um and this morning and this morning because um, we both had like rod had a bunch of stuff to do i was at a fair uh, about an hour away, the Kendallville Apple Festival. Oh, you fucker. Well, that's today going on still if you want to go. I got shit to do today. I know you do. Um, so I was there, and then I had other things to do as soon as I got home. So I just started reading it last night. Read the first three issues thinking, all right, cool, I'm halfway done because it's only six issues long. And then I wake up this morning and realize it's eight issues long. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Eight issues. It's a long. This is a long, which is ironic because the book itself is very skinny. Yeah, well, that, very uh, misleading. A lot of the a lot of the issues are short in here, but there's a lot of fucking reading involved in it. Yeah, that. I signed issue. up for pictures with words, not words with pictures. 
You're going to be really mad when we get into some more George Perez books. Uh, anyway. You, you mean like uh, our uh, Wonder Woman that was like uh, a fucking paragraph with half a picture beside it? Yeah, that, I mean, that's just George Perez. Yeah, like, remember he, how I, I skimmed through those and didn't really get the gist uh, of good those? Good point, good point. Yeah. But anyway, so I, yes. I have a method. <laughs> <laughs> this arc, we're, we're going to be reading issues 50... What issues were these? I forget. I, ha- I had it written down, I swear. Uh, 57? Through 64, thank you, sorry. Yeah. Um, they were written by Alan Moore, Stephen Bissett, and Rick Veach. Art was by Rick Veach, John Tubbelman, Alfredo Alcala, Stephen Bissett, and Tom Yetz, Yetis. Colors by Tatiana Wood, and letters by John Costanza. Uh, so these first two issues... Is, is one arc by itself. So we could talk about that together. And it is following Adam Strange. Um, Which I have no idea who the hell I'll, Adam Strange I'll is. I'll fire the ask if he did. He is the hero of Ron, the planet Ron. I and assure you he's not the hero of my planet. I didn't even know who he was. Ran? Fine. He's the hero of Ran. How's that? That's better? <laughs> That's better, yeah. Two ends. Um, and he actually does explain it here in his issues when he's talking to Swamp Thing. Years ago... He got zapped while he was on the Earth and got transported to Ran and then became their ipso facto hero. He saved them from a couple things. And because he got... Mostly uh, infertility. That's later. But because he got (laughs) zapped by the Zeta Beam, which is the the beam that Sardath, the leader of It was supposed to be a communications beam, but it ended up transporting him. Yep. And it... But the problem is, is it it transports him from Earth to Ran, but he's only there for a little bit of time, maybe like a week or month at max. It, it, the time varies, and then he gets sent back to Earth. Like the the signal dissipates, and he gets sent back to Earth. And so, from what I gathered here, he has to be at a certain spot at a certain time. Yeah. To uh to get zapped by the beam, the Zeta beam. Yeah. The problem is, is that it's been three years since the last time he was on Ran, which automatically, like, how the hell can you keep a relationship up with the princess if you're only seeing her for two weeks every three years? Like, fuck, dude, what the hell? Anyway. That's a coitus. Mm. Uh, and apparently saving the backwater people, but we'll get there in a minute. So it, he there's a mall where he's yeah, going to get the signal at, and he's like, he, wait, he this climbs, wasn't three years ago. Yeah, he climbs this this rock formation, and he's like, all right, well now I'm just gonna go find the the location. Wait, what's this mall doing here? Which I questioned. It's one mall in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere, literally yeah. nowhere. Um, in the back, like, well, uh, lands of Australia. He's he's in Australia for this. Yeah, and, and it's literally like. There is nothing around. At least in the picture, there's nothing around. I like it looks like there might would have to trans. They well, it, look, to... it looks like there might be something in the very background, but even that is very. This well, mall like... is on the outskirts of everything. I don't exactly. know any mall on the outskirts. Like there's usually other buildings around it. That'd be like us driving to the middle of Ohio to go to a mall. Yeah. Yeah, because it's absolutely nothing. Yeah, around. I know. I know what you're getting there. Alienating our higher listeners. Uh, I'm not alienating them. They know there's nothing there, too. They know they're already alienated. <laughs> Look, when, when 
You take a trip to the East Coast and half of it's spent in one state, and that state is nothing but a flat plain of nothingness. Texas? Ugh. No. Anyway. Anybody from Texas, yeah, I'm alienating you too. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm harsh. I have friends in Texas. <laughs> so, but, so do I. Like, you just nailed two of them that I can name off the top of my head. But, um... But, yeah, so he, he gets to the mall. And this is another issue I have. Because he is running through it, goes into the bathroom. He actually runs upstairs to get into this bathroom. Was the point always going to be elevated? Like, well, he's probably on a rock at some point in time. Because if you look at it, he's kind of like in a rocky outcrop there. There was probably some kind of elevation there that they leveled out flat to put the mall mm. onto it. Okay, maybe. But either way. Well, I do feel bad because he, uh, I feel bad for this guy, sort of. He, like, bursts into him as he's, bursts into the bathroom as he's trying to take a shit. You, and yeah. uh, just, like, rips him off the toilet to then get yeah. zapped. That would, dude's what, definitely got poo-poo in his pants now. Well, probably. I would, too. But as Adam and is... this just goes to show you guys, don't shit in public restrooms. I mean, if I you're all, looking for privacy. I do all the time. But look, this guy's like really pissed off. He's like, man, he's like, oh, I'm in here, you know, just trying to take a crap and, you know, ponder life's existence or whatever. <laughs> I mean, he, he's look, reading the newspaper. He's not pondering anything. All I'm saying is that uh, if, if you're going to take a shit and you're trying to do it like in a you know, relaxing, comfortable place at home is the only real place to do that. You're not wrong, but I do find the uh, Barnes & Noble bathrooms fairly nice from time to time. It just depends. Depends on, because, the, depends on the Barnes & Noble, yeah. Yeah, because I, I know that the one in Jefferson Point, those bathrooms were always dirty and disgusting. Like, when I went piss in there, I didn't touch anything. <laughs> Luckily, I'm really coordinated with my feet because, like, I could, you know, like, kick the toilet lid up you know, kick the fucking uh, flusher. Yeah. You know, use your toe to kick the uh, uh, faucet <laughs> on. And then, you know, once you wash your hands, you grab some paper towel, you can use the paper towel to, you know, do everything else. Yes. But... Yep. But anyways. But anyway, yeah. So Adam gets zapped by the Zeta Beam, is going to Ran. Uh, but on his way there, he crossed, like, signals with Swamp Thing. I don't know how, but he does. Uh, and then he wakes up on Rand as... Well, you know, it's like when you get two radio signals that come in on the same station because you're right between them. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. I didn't think of it that way. That's because um, I'm a scientist. Uh-huh. But he gets on to Rand and uh, Al- Alana? Elena? Yeah. I can't remember her name now. Al- Alara? Alana? Uh, Alana. Alana. Okay. So... He just happens to pop up right in front of her. Well, again, they know where the... They're scientists. This whole planet is full of scientists. They know where the beam's going to show up. So, they... She gets him. Dude, uh, and she then we is get, already ready to go right away. She strips her clothes off as soon as she sees him. Well, yeah, like... I mean, she, yeah, hasn't, been... she had sex in three years. That's Trust fair. me, I get it. I get it. Um, so... Shut up. Uh... Sh- the, the the fun thing about this is for like Is that we can't read anything they're fucking saying. Yeah, I'll say for the next like eighteen pages, um they're talking and we have no idea what the fuck is going on. So uh you can infer some stuff going on, but 
ultimately they they get Adam back to their palace. Um, but while that's happening, Swamp Thing grows from whatever cactus fest, I don't know, plant thing that's that's out there. Yeah, um, and he finds this bag that says it's uh, you know Northwest Outfitters from Seattle, Washington, made in USA. Oh, it has a rocket pack in it too, because it yeah. was Adams. It was Adam Strange's bag. So he follows the tracks to the, well, basically back to uh, to everybody. Um, yeah, we get a couple pages of Alana. I don't know, looking at porn. I guess I, I don't know. Um, and then Adam wakes up, she goes, rushes to him and they, uh, they're about ready to get it on, but the alarm went off and they rush into the quarters with Sardath, the bald guy, and a couple of Thanagarians, hawk people. Um, you know what the most impressive thing about this hawk woman right here is? What's that? Their tits are very perky. The whole time that they're, like, anything is going on where they're flying or moving around or whatever, those two straps stay right across her nipples the whole time. That's impressive. Um, I think that, yeah, that they were made to do that. Um, they've probably got some, like, Velcro yeah, on their tits, yeah. That sounds painful, but yeah. Well, you know, they're they're warriors. Pain is just their pleasure. Kinky. Uh, and so we thankfully get... Uh, this one hawk lady, uh, her name is Kellaru. Yeah, uh, and then right. his his the other hawk man is Skira Ek. Yep, some fun names there. Yeah. But um, she has this translator because Adam Strange isn't fluent in Thanagarian. Thankfully, neither. Um, neither am I. But this, they explain what's going on. Apparently. Many generations ago, uh, Ran had had a mini, zombies. very, very mini nuclear war. No, that's not zombies. That's famine. Nope, those are zombies. Look at that dude. He's like brains. He's got flies flying around him. He doesn't even care. Everybody's after brains. That Those are zombies. Nah, they had well. a war with the zombies that they wiped out, and that's why it's uh, uh, irradiated. They used nuclear warfare on the zombies because that was the only way to take them out. Obviously, it didn't happen because the zombies are back then, I guess. I don't know. But ultimately, these two have a proposal for Sardath to help them out, to help them with their famine that's going on. But in exchange, they need some information about uh, the Zeta Beam and a couple other things, trivial things. Um, Adam is very kind of reluctant about it at first. Well, he's like, why do they need the Zeta Beam? The Zeta Beam only, uh, you know... Is able to communicate with... Actually, no, they don't tell him that, that he wants his A to be in the right way, do they? Uh, they say... Uh, I think Sardath says something. No, they do. She says uh, details of Ron's... Oh, yeah, there we uh, go. ...of Ran's fascinating arch- architecture, wonders like the Vanishing City, the Zeta Beams, the Ice Caverns. And Adam picks up on it quickly. He's like, no, the Zeta Beam is actually important. It's, you know, it. you can only use it for here for Ron, for Ran. Uh, and then a servant comes in yelling at uh, Sardath, saying there's a cactus monster attacking the city. And then we get Adam running back home to uh, apparently get a quick uh, nit tip, uh, what, shaving a, what's the Haircut. whole, yeah, is that, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. For two bits, whatever. Shaving yeah, the... shaving a haircut, two bits. Yeah. Um, while he's doing that, Alana is getting his suit ready and then, like, looking at his sculpted abs because she really <laughs> wants to fuck him right there and then. But she can't. Uh, and Swamp Thing is just like, I don't, like, people, I do you guys know who Seattle is? You guys are humans. Okay, guys, Help guys, I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Please calm down. And then they shoot him, and he's like, oh, guns, cool. And then he hurts people, so, you know. He doesn't really hurt people necessarily. He hurts the things that are hurting him, which just happen to be being held and used by the people. <laughs> I mean, he crashes the little disc that they're using with them still on it. But, yeah. Either way, uh, Adam talk shit, you get hit, and he doesn't basically. know what the hell they're saying. So, <laughs> so Adam comes in and he just starts. He just starts blasting. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he before he really gives Swamp Thing a, a time to respond, uh, he blows off his head, and then with Swamp Thing still like moving, he straps the rocket to him that he borrowed from Alana and just shoots him off into space and well, shoots him off into the sky and then blows up the rocket. Um, and as he, he walks away, all of the, uh, the people just like make fun of him, which he did make comment before. Like he, he hated the fact that everybody on ran talked behind, talked about him behind his back, made fun of him behind his back. Yeah. And he is here saving them. Yep. And they still treat him like shit. And it's just like, okay, well, don't save them then, dude. Like, they, well, they're not worth it. He saves them because if he doesn't save them, the princess won't let him bang her. I mean, kind of, yeah. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, you pay this, he pays that relationship. It's a give take. Yeah. He, he gives his, um, Loyalty to Rand, and he takes uh, the princess's womanhood. Right. Yep. But anyway, so he, after he takes his, her womanhood for however many times, uh, he goes wandering through the palace. You sound, you sound like such a fucking absolute nerd when you say it like that. Well, well she's not a lady ass. of the night, so. Are you sure? Technically, she is paying for her. He is paying for her services. I mean, <laughs> I, mm, or actually, wouldn't he be the lady of the night since, you know, she's paying for his services? Technically, Sardath is paying for his services, and Alana was the uh, the payment. Oh, man, that just makes her currency. That makes this thing right? all that much worse. Makes, makes it worse. But he's wandering through the palace, and he over he does, he can't overhear it because he doesn't know a lot of Thanagorian language, but he sees Sardath tar- talking to... Oh, wait, what about the fountain, though? Oh, yeah, the cool fountain? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a roof garden. Denizens of fluid, menagerie, leap and splash, moonstruck. There, I, there are water animals in there. Which is, I mean, it is cool. Yeah. Um, cool. And I was going to bring it up on when we talk about the next issue, because when, when uh, Adam and... What's her name? The the female Targaryen are talking. Like Kukuru. you see, like there's like a snake behind them at one point, and then there was a another like uh, monster at, at some point, basically hinting at her betrayal, kind of a thing. 
But ultimately, what is going on is Adam is overhearing the dialogue, not picking up on a ton of it, but picking up on a few certain things. And he recognizes that uh, Zeta Beam was mentioned again. So he's just like, all right, cool. Well, this is great. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but Sardath has definitely screwed us. Yeah. Um, and Swap Thing reemerges uh, again, obviously. Goes up to the statue of uh, Adam that is in English. In English. Also, in like the center of town, I guess. You know, this, this town that hates him, they're going to have a statue to him. I'm yeah, really su- well, I'm really surprised if that hasn't been like destroyed at multiple points in time. Look, the the princess uh, finds comfort in it being there whenever you know he's not there. Mm. Yep. Um. But yeah, so on to the next issue. We've got. I, I guess he wore her out so much that Alana is still asleep even the next morning. So he goes out, and this is what I was talking about. Um. Where he talks to uh, Kelaru, 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 uh, and then and you see the snake figure behind, it, and the vulture. The vulture was the other yeah. one. And ultimately, it's just her. He well, she doesn't basically know... tells him that he's only a fuck boy. Yeah, and... especially since because if you and I, I never knew this. Every denizen of Ran. Every male denizen of Rand is sterile. Is, is sterile and hairless. Yeah. So that's why they call him the the uh, an ape from Earth because he's got hair. Every last inch of him's covered with hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gaston. Um, but like this, he mentions that he knows um, Carter and Shire Hall, the Hawkman and the Hawk. Wait, Shire is Hawk Girl at this point in um in on Earth, and and she's like they're traitors. They're you know traitors to their cause and this and that and the other and yeah, it's just like they they wouldn't work well with the new Thanagarian way and all that. And he's and like, man, that doesn't bode well for you guys then because they're you know upstanding people, right? Ah, uh, it's it's fun. Um, but then we get Swamp Thing climbing a building. I guess with extra arms. Yeah, he he grows some extra arms. We uh we have a scene here where Alana is looking at a very amazing X-ray or uh, ultrasound that can yeah, see the sperm can... hit the egg. Like shit. Okay. But it also leads credence to what Keila was saying. Like she is she, all Alana wants is to get pregnant because there hasn't been any. Air, any like children in generations, yeah. which makes me think, how old is Alana? Uh, because mean, well, look, if, if, we're going if they by... have a similar age, they're probably in their late twenties, early thirties, and um, that means that there hasn't been a baby born in thirty years, maybe. Yeah. But they make it sound well, like it's again, been longer. We don't know if they age like uh, you know humans age either. True. Very true. She could be like three hundred years old for all we know. Very true. He's yeah, uh, just over there knocking the dust off of it, literally. Oh. <laughs> she she's rocking the cradle and he's getting his milf energy on, or gilf Actually, energy. She can't be a milf because they don't have they haven't had babies. Ayo. Whatever. You're not wrong. You, you 
But regardless, they they're flying around. They're doing the Superman Lois thing, you know. And uh, a lot better than the uh, Superman Lois thing from Superman Two, or, that or is Superman true, One. Because he doesn't even try to drop her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's actually like carrying her versus just holding her hand. And that's true. Ugh. Sorry, I had to rewatch those recently with for. Uh, oh, that's right. The other yeah. show for my other network. But Sorry, I shouldn't thing- talk about another network on this network. Right. Oh, that's weird. Anyways, uh, Swamp Thing's on the roof, and he's, you know, and uh, What's-Your-Face points at him, uh, Alana, and then he's like, God damn it. He's like, look, I've, I'm going to come back and tap that later. Let me drop you off. i got to go deal with this. Basically. Fuck it. He has the gun out before he even, like, fully drops her off on the roof there. <laughs> and he start, anyways, he starts blasting again. And uh, Swamp Thing's like, hey, I uh, brought your bag back. Oh, my God. You speak English? Uh, and he's like, yeah. yeah so, so do you. Do you. So I like this part because he actually, they don't fight. He explains the situation, what's going on. Well, he's like, hey, were you related to that thing I destroyed yesterday? He's like, no, uh, I am. Was. I am that thing. Yeah. Um, And he talks about how how his time on the earth, how the people in Gotham severs his bond. And how he's trying to find a way to get back. Like he has to get back to the woman he loves. Um, And while he's talking, he, he explains the situation with Gotham. And how he uh, he made all his vegeta- vegetation grow up there, and Adam's like, "Yeah, I remember hearing about that. That's really wait a minute, I got an idea." <laughs> and so yeah, his idea is to use Swamp Thing as a means to end all the famine. famine. Yeah, in, he's going to use Rand. him to bring plant life back to the uh, the place that they're to ran, and uh, instead of having to rely on the hawk people, the Thaumagarians. Thanagarians, yeah. Thanagarians. Yep. Uh, instead of relying on their technology that they got from somewhere else and having to trade them for what they've got. Yep. So. And it, uh, so they, and they both meet up at the uh, chamber, talking to Sardath, let him know what's going on. The Thanagarians are not happy with this, but... Everybody on Rand, all of the elders or whatever, all they're the, like scientists, yeah. all the chief scientists. They're like, or not, no, he no, is a, like he's the chief better. scientist. Yeah, it's like, this is this is easier. I like this. Which is, um, I mean, it's a normal thing that happens. This happens constantly. I, uh, I recall my most recent experience with this was in South Park, the Streaming Wars episode, which was on... Um, Paramount Plus exclusive. I think Simon was just talking about that the other day. It's uh, it's it's fun because uh, PP on there he runs the water park, um, and he's trying to get his new streaming service pushed through, which is uh, exclusive P because the water is gone in Colorado because they're having a drought. They yeah they had a drought because everybody was there. There was a streaming wars. There was too many people using up too much of their water. <laughs> and uh, now there's no water in all of Colorado, so he's trying to push his streaming service, which is 100% pee that he has gathered from his water park, and use that as um, the water for everybody. But Randy comes in. Now he's back to being Randy. He's not uh, a Karen anymore, and he's back to being his scientifical whatever, science self, and not being the uh, the weed farmer that he was. And he's like, I've got an idea. We can do this. Um, and he has a good idea. But, like, once he proposed it, everybody in town is like, yeah, we're going to go with his idea because we're not going to be drinking pee. And we like that. And then 
Pee-Pee is like, yeah, congratulations. And he gives Randy a really dirty look. And he has a man bear pig go and wreak havoc on him. So <laughs> that's fun. But the similar situation, the Thanagarians are like pissed. They're yelling at Sardath. Uh, and then they basically storm out. And yeah, they're nothing they can do. Yeah. Swamp, Swamp Thing goes out into the barren right wasteland. Yeah. And uh, he starts to reach into the ground to try and find, find any sort of green, any sort of vegetation. I don't know what I was trying to say, vegetation. Um, but as he's... Vegetation as a vegetation. Uh-huh. As he's doing that, the two Thanagarians go and attack him. Um, and they are uh, they're disrupting his ability to even reach into the green. They've, there's apparently this machine... The mind bender, I think, is what it's called. Mind eater, sorry, mind eater, uh, and is like he can't, he can't think straight. To well, it's eating his memory. Doing his what he said. It's like it's taking away like part of his, you know, mind. Hence, mind eater. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and but Adam, thankfully, Adam Strange shows up. Well, he's like, I recognize that purple, that violet hue. Uh, it's not. It, it's a mind eater. I knew. I knew something was was wrong. So he goes, and he fights uh, the two Thanagarians. Uh, dude, when he lights the fucking hawk dude's face on fire, that's so damn funny. But of uh, course. He also blasts his wings so he can't fly. Yeah. And um, he goes falling into a river and basically drowns. That's true, because we don't see him after that. No, well, exactly. Hey, but, but that's what you get for, you know, uh, being an asshole, I guess. Yeah, well. But then um, the hawk woman starts beating the shit out of him. Uh, yeah, knocks his knocks his gun all out of his hands. Um, can't really do the same with the rocket that he did with the the male. Um, so he kind of runs away. Like she hit him with a mace and really fucked his up ribs. his ribs. Yeah, yeah. As though she's taunting him the entire time. It's like you can't get away from me. You're you're terrible. No wonder these people are like doomed. Um, She's like, I can't, yeah, you know, she's like, when I, when I'm done with you, you know, you're not going to know what's going to happen, blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. And she's saying this right as they're going past the fountain that's got the, uh, water animals in it. The, uh, aqua, whatever the hell they called them. I can't remember what it's called. But, but yeah, um, one of them, one of them pops out and it's this giant lion, um, lioness. It's a female, uh, and pounces on her and just like, her to death. basically, it drowns He's her. Playing with her food. Uh, yeah, drowns her, kills her. Tits are still perky, apparently. Yep. But and, you, um, you know one thing, though, that uh, I did notice? What's that? Uh, earlier, when they were being peaceful, they had on yellow suspenders over their tits. And now in their act of war, they've got red suspenders over their tits. Honestly, I think that was just coloring choice. Yeah, I know. I was just... But, you know, no, I like, see what you're saying. Bring out my red shirt, you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, but the, even after being drowned, the Velcro still holds and her tits are still covered with the straps. Yep. Um, so you've uncovered tits <laughs> the next so day. We, um, apparently after some more, uh, insemination from Adam strange, <laughs> uh, Alana shows that she's pregnant and swamp thing is making the green come back. Like he, he does what he promised. Which yep. is all he can all he can ask, and, and, and maybe 
by him being bringing the green back is also what uh, caused her to be able to be you know fertilized. <laughs> I didn't put it that I didn't think of it that way, but you're probably right. And honestly, it's probably not going to be him. Maybe, maybe some of the men are going to be not sterile anymore. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Uh, but one last thing before Swamp Thing leaves, he's like, "Hey, if when you get back to Earth, can you give uh, a message to uh, my girlfriend, um, Abby Abigail Cable? Like, tell her that um, I'm coming home and I'll be there eventually. I'm alive Hopefully. and I'll be as home as soon as I can. Yeah." He's like, yeah, I can do that. You uh, you helped out this planet. I'll definitely take care of that, my friend. Uh, and then he leaves, and we get the final couple scenes of uh, Alana sh- telling Adam she's pregnant. And then him disappearing right in front of her. Um, and now she's going to have uh, the baby, and Dad's not going to be there for who knows how long. I mean, you know, that's, that's not an unnormal thing, really. Well, ouch. Yeah. So the next issue uh, takes us to hell, like literally, mm-hmm. and we find a, uh, a a group of demons playing some kind of sport. It's like with a, a head football soccer mixture thing. I'm not entirely sure. This is the same uh, game that you guys played when you guys were in hell or in the demon realm in D and D, except it's a head instead of a ball. I mean. I remember just taking stakes to a bunch of people. <laughs> no, that was after. Was that after? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. The funniest thing, though, is the whistle, which is another <laughs> severed head. And, and they, the, instead of, like, blowing it, they, like, chomp on it and it screeches. Yeah. But we uh, found out that this head that they're kicking around is none other than... Anton um, Arcane. Yeah. So if you guys Ooh. remember, it, he's a bad guy. Yep, that's about it. That's all I'm going to give. Go he, back to our other episodes. In, yeah. Go read uh, the first set of episodes that we got. Uh, the first, yeah, it's the first volume of Adam uh, uh, Alan Moore's. I mean, first and second, I think. I think it's just the first one, because I'm pretty sure it's one and done. Uh, oh, here we go to the archives. Busting out the books. Busting it. Um. No, it's the first and second. Yeah, it's first and second because uh, the second one is when he comes back in Matt. Oh, and... that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, the demons are like, ah, you're here in purgatory. And, you know, you not only are you paying for uh, your past crimes, but... You're also paying for crimes that haven't even happened yet because you're such a devious piece of shit. Well, like, he, he also said, like, you've been at this for eons, and it's only been, you only paid, like, three years of your transgression. Like, you, we're only up to, like, year three or four, up before your brother was born. Yeah. And it's just like, shit. Not good. Yeah. Speaking of being not good, holy shit, was this, this issue kind of depressing? Yeah. Um... So the, the crux of this one is Abigail's or Abby's dad, um, Gregory, Gregory, Gregory. Yeah, that's right. Um, he is, well, apparently, and I'm assuming this happened pre Alan Moore. 
I mean, it had I would, to. Right? I would have to assume so, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not in these books. Correct. And, I mean, Alan Moore picked up on issue. He started out, what was it, like, issue 22 or something? 20. Issue 20. So, any time between the first series of, like, 20 issues and then this first 19 issues of this series could have easily ha- had this happen. But uh, Ar- uh, Arcane, Anton Arcane, took his brother and, like, killed him and then made him into, like, a Frankenstein being, a Frankenstein monster yeah, being Yeah, Frankenstein's monster type of deal. Um, but the, the monster is remembering Abigail when she's a baby, mm-hmm. or a little girl, and talking about, uh, you know, like, reading stories to her and stuff, which he's reading Frankenstein to her, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's jumping between him now and his memory. So you see his monster form and he's well, reading a parts of it though. He, well, yes, but he's reading a phone book to a makeshift doll that he got, that he has Abby's picture placed about, uh, uh, placed on. It's sad. Yeah. It's so sad. But he goes back through like how, uh, um, well, how he ended up dying. Um, and then of course how, you know, he ended up losing Abby and this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like I said, none of that stuff made any sense to me because I didn't read that part of it originally. So no, but the story is still, itself still made sense. Yeah, no, like, no I just it, meant it, like as far yeah, as uh, what, how, how it all happened. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they're in like uh, what Europe, and it's like muskets and uh, shit like that. Well, I think that's just his own subconscious. Um, like, so him reading to Abby, yeah, that happened. The castle in the background, I don't think is, was, I think it's just memories he put in there, but I could be wrong. I could be, again, I'm right there with you. Haven't read it. Don't know. But anyways, regardless, um, and we see that when he, like there, there, Abby sees these poachers and, uh, he's like, oh no, poachers run after them. But it actually ends up being these. Uh, he'll Two kids. people that see, yeah, that see him. He goes chasing after them to stop them because he's originally the poachers run into a minefield apparently, and yeah, uh, he goes chasing after these guys to stop them from running into the mines. But I'm wondering if that was again his thought process, um, because later on in this issue we have him thinking that Abby ran into the mines and it's and got blown the up. it's the doll of his. Yeah. So I think it's it's his mind like deteriorating. But while this story is going on, uh Abby is dreaming this like basically. Yeah. Uh she uh you know is miserable. Well, um, yeah, she cuz last time we saw her she lost was, her job. Well, lost guess, a job, lost Swamp Thing, lost yeah. literally everything. And so yep. now she's working at this old folks home. And, you know, she's fine with it. It's a job. But there was something about working with the kids that she liked. Even though... As opposed to work, hope. The kids still had hope. You know, no yes. matter how bad off they had it, they still had, like, hope for the future. These old people are just like, I'm gonna die here. And nobody loves me. Well, especially the uh, the one guy, uh, Time Worker, whatever his name is. Um, it's like, oh, my, my daughter's going to be here. Hey, is my daughter here? Uh, no, not today. Oh, 
Oh, okay. It's like, God damn. Yeah, and then you've got, uh, what's his name, Gator, that's stealing, trying to steal shit from all the uh, old people. The funny thing was, I thought he was a somebody that lived there. Even no, though he doesn't look old, but I thought he was just like, kind of like senile. So he lived there. No, he's part of the staff. Yeah, he's part of the staff. He and he's like the first time we meet him, um, he knocks over this old lady that lives there, mm-hmm. spills juice all over her, and then he tries to help her up. And as he's well, help her up, and as he's helping her up, he's trying to take her rings. Yeah. But Abby sees him, and uh, he you know runs off. Because uh, the the head lady, what the hell's her name? Uh, Mrs. Some, uh, Claiborne. Claiborne, yeah. Um, but, you know, she shows up and he's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, uh, make sure the breakfast service is uh, good to go. And, yeah, I got to go. And uh, it, it was really odd because it seemed like Claiborne was very dismissive of Abby every single time she was around yeah and i'm not like i don't want to say um wasn't keying in on what um gator was doing but definitely had the point of like well abby is the problem here like okay abby abby go over to uh mr jacobson's room and and go help him out and then when she's up there with jacobson like well the family's here abby you should leave them be it's like, well, he she huh? goes up there to make sure that he's ready, and then she's like, and then whenever you're done with that, you need to go make sure that uh, Amy's attire is ready also, because she got juice spilled on her or whatever. Yeah, I, it just a lot of a lot of problematic stuff with this one. I feel like a lot of this was just kind of pushed in here to, as story filler, to be honest with you. Maybe and to, honestly, let, to let us know that Abby was miserable. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, but we go back to the story and, uh, to the, uh, Frankenstein's monster story, uh, Grigori's story mm-hmm. and, uh, um, Arcane is there again, uh, telling him this time, uh, he's, uh, uh, he's like, yeah, the, my brother brought the constables to the house. And, uh, after my daughter's mother had died, you know, he was trying to get her taken away and, uh, Abby ran away to hide cause she was scared. And then. Um, he's like, but you know, I found my daughter and then, you know, he like, it shows the monster again, hugging the, uh, uh, animal, the doll thing that that she made. made, He made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this this is a scene with Mr. Jacobson and his, his, uh, his family coming in. Um, and so, yeah. So what happens with, uh, this once Abby leaves, she, but even Town Clock, so, you know, Abby's like, hey, you be careful with that uh, watch. Make sure you put it away because if Gator sees it, he, he'll he steal it. Yeah. And Townsend's like, or Town Clock's like, oh, Gator knows better than to mess with me. I'll fuck him up. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, So we get Abby going, leaving the room, taking care of, uh, what's her name's? Amy's clothes. Uh, Amy's laundry. Yeah. Um. But she has like a vision, a memory of sorts, as she is is doing this, and then it you kind of see between Gregory in the monster form and Abby now, like there is some I don't know 
like uh, signals are being crossed again. Yeah, there, there's definitely like a connection. Well, I mean, Abby's always had like that, like mystic, you know. Yes, which is why her been... and she's been able to been okay with Swamp Thing, and probably yeah. being with Swamp Thing helped strengthen that connection. Yeah, but you know she's picking up on like the signals that her dad sends, um, but she ends up like she she passes out temporarily, falls down, you know, with the laundry, whatever. Um, Miss um, Claiborne, Claiborne, thank you. Uh, wait, you know, she's like, are you sure you're okay? You know, can you make it downstairs? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I'll be fine. Um, uh, and then Claiborne's like, oh, yeah, I'll bring you some tea, whatever. Well, uh, Abby's walking to Amy's room to you know check on her or whatnot. And you start hearing these cracking sounds. Yep. And, and she gets in there and... Um, Gator's in there. Gator's in there, stealing the rings, breaking her fingers to steal her rings. And he's like, oh, she was like this. I found her in here like this. Uh, I'm going to go call the ambulance. And he runs away. Yep. So then we get the scene, like I was talking about, Abby, the Abby doll of Grigori walking or going into the minefield. He is devastated. But at the same time, he is apparently hearing her talk, which is weird. But he's, and this is why I think this is just all in his mind and his memories are jumbled because he starts to disintegrate. His eye is hurting him and it ultimately falls out. Um, And he even starts like, he starts having pain all over, I think he calls himself a, a patchwork man. Um, well, but right here he says, you know, um, he's not Grigori Arcane. He's uh, what his brother made him. He's like, uh, you know, I. Why did I wander into the minefields? I, he stepped on a live mine, and his brother Anton put him to back together. The patchwork man, an unraveling, grotesque, crazy quilt of flesh. So I wonder if he actually, if that's what happened in the issues, he was somewhere stepped on a minefield and that's what i'm saying like like that's probably it's probably what happened Hmm. okay interesting which is why the minefields keep coming up um but then we go um back to uh the old folks home where um we see a hand reaching in a drawer to grab a watch and there's a lot of fucking watches right like an insane amount of watches in that drawer very uh mad hatter level of watches uh huh, but while uh, Abby is you know getting some tea from Miss uh, uh, Claiborne, and Miss Claiborne's like, "Look, I get it. Bad things happen, but you need to suck it up. All these old people are gonna die, and if you're gonna act like this every time one of them dies, you're gonna be useless to me. They're yeah. old. They're gonna." And she just like she's like, "Yeah, they're gonna die. You're gonna have to get used to it because guess what? These aren't kids you're dealing with anymore. These are old geriatric people that are falling apart and literally dying." She's like, "You know." <clears throat> Uh, you need to take care of them, you know, like you'd take care of anybody else that was dying, like if it was your dad or whatever. And while this is going on, they hear this scream coming from another room. Yep. <clears throat> well, Town Clock had caught uh, Gator, Gator trying to s- steal out of his, uh, you know, watch drawer. Yep. And Gator knocks him down or whatever. Uh, and This is uh, when Abby rushes in and yeah. then Gator's just like, you know, I'm you're, you're a stupid bitch. I, I know who you are. I know what you did. I'll I'll tell everybody what happened if you don't keep your mouth shut. Yeah, monster fucker. Yeah. Swamp slut is what he says. It's just like... Then oh. Mrs. <laughs> Simon, I should have known you'd answer to that. 
But no, we're talking about uh, Abigail from Swamp Thing. Anyway. Um, yeah, so as Gaither is mouthing off, Mrs. De- Claiborne, Cl- Clay, yeah, Claiborne, yeah. Uh, pops in and is just like, yeah, Gaither, we all hear you. We know exactly who Abigail is. I knew that who when I hired her. Um, but... You know, the paramedics are here. They said about poor, like, Amy, when she died, that her bones were broken after she had a had a heart attack. So, um, what did you do, Gaither? And, ba- you know, it breaks it down to um, what happened. Like, obviously, he did this specifically to get the rings, is um, get, getting the watch. He, he He's a thief. Plain and simple. Yeah. He anytime these old people are doing, he just goes in there and takes whatever because what are they gonna do? Like it's not. Yeah. In his eyes, see, the they don't need it. Story is, is uh, I, I bet you that's like a, a real life thing in every nursing mm. home there is. Garen fucking tee it. Because of who? You know they say, oh yeah, we have a, a somebody took this. Oh sure, Grandma, I'm sure you just misplaced it. I'm sure it's in here somewhere. Yeah. Like. Mm. But I mean, yeah. No, it's just. Yep. Yeah, but then, so Abby's on her way home. She gets home. She's in there. You know, she gets a phone call from, uh, um, oh, what the hell is his name? Chester. Chester, thank you. Yep. Um, and he's like, yeah, they, they spotted a monster, you know, in Texas. And she's like, Texas? Why darn tootin' guess we better hit right down there. Oh, no, she's like, well, fuck, let's go see if it's him. Yep. Uh, and as this is happening, Grigori is, he's digging himself a grave. Because he knows what's happening, he knows he's out of time, and he is just going to, he's lamenting, he's just going to lay down and die. Yep. Um, so when they actually get to where the kids said that they saw this monster, um, Chester is with his friends, and his they all, like, span out, and Abby just, like, rushes in this one direction. Yeah. Um, and she comes across... Grigori, uh, and then like everything flashes together. Like she she puts it all together, and, and she knows her dad. Yep, she was really reluctant. Like she, because in her eyes, her dad died. Her dad's been yeah. dead for some time. But here it is. Here he is, all patchwork man, you know, and and, and everything. Um, but he does run off. Unfortunately, he is falling apart. So she finds like the majority of the body, but can't seem to find the the head. Yeah. And uh, at this point in time, we go back to hell, where the demons like see uh, even after all this time, your poor niece, you're still hurting her. You know, uh, he he's like at this rate, you'll never get ahead. Get it? Get ahead? <laughs> because you're just ahead. And then. Well, this you know. is not the this is not the um, the result that this demon wanted, because Anton's like, "Oh wait, I hurt her," <laughs> and he starts laughing, like uh, he's happy with this. So even though he's in hell and has to deal with all the shit, um, he's only ever wanted to hurt Abby, and it worked. It's still yeah. happening. He's ha- he's ecstatic. Yep, he's like, yeah, I don't care that I'm going through torture as long as I'm, you know, making her life a hell. Yep. And the demon laments, he's like, huh. You know, unrepentant to the end, he'll be. 
maybe a proper demon material, much as I hate to admit it, once his debt is paid. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a thing. Uh, so this next issue... Um, oh, God. So this was just the so it's, weirdest... Uh, so reading it, I know you said you skimmed over, which I do not blame you one bit. Because it talks about this island in the depths of space. It's like, that, a, it's like, it's a planet. It's basically a planet that it's all, it's biomechanical. Yeah. And it, it spreads its uh, male and female seeds out to the, to the universe. And while the female is waiting for the male seeds to come, they never come. And she's always waiting. Well, and, she also says these male seeds are her brothers, which, yeah, which is one weird, but two. Um, so the whole point of this is that, she waits, her mother, the mother island or mother whatever, tells her the story about love and that she has to wait for uh, the, the right being to show up. Um, and before, and then like she shoots her off in the space to find that right being, I guess. So in my head, because she will do this herself at the end of the issue, um, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, so it's a time like a time paradox thing it's just she's giving birth to herself over and over and over again and just repeating the events that's happening because at one point swamp thing does make it onto this island and grows himself out of her a, body parts a of biomechanical sorts. yeah he's like a biomechanical swamp thing but what happens is that she yeah it's weird it's fucking weird as hell um yeah but what ends up happening is that he gets away, but before he gets fully away, she does some like time warpy thing that like puts him back, like it rewinds everything so that now she is aware he's there. And so he gets captured by her and she takes advantage of him. Yeah, she gets all the name the all in the name of love. Like and that's why I'm thinking, oh, it's just it's a never ending loop of of this. I don't know yeah. if it's right. It didn't, by the end of it, it didn't seem that way, but it definitely was fucking yeah, weird. Like, it goes through and like he, he ends up, you know, she, she makes the seeds and everything else. Like, uh, it started off as, and then he drops his consciousness out. Um, yeah. And disappears. Like she, yeah, he, she lets him go because she got yeah. what she needed. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's go on to the next one. It was so fucking weird. I don't, it was, I don't understand the point of that one at all. At all. Um, cause it so, doesn't come back at any time in this. Well, was, they, he mentions it in passing in the last no, issue. No, but I meant like actually of import. Uh, honestly, so here's the thing. Um, I was reading a little bit of the forward before, like, kind of getting into the issue. And at one point, um, they mentioned that after issue 500, or I'm sorry, after, after issue 50, Alan Moore started diving more into the science fiction than into the horror. So, I mean, which makes sense. We've noticed that with more sci-fi elements here. But I don't... That's, that's about as sci-fi as you get. You know? Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It, it, regardless, it, it for me that whole issue had no place in the story at all, except for just showing that you know Swamp Thing got lost on his way to the plant planet. 
Which um, is where we're at now in this episode. Yeah, so this this was something that Adam Strange mentioned to um, to Swamp Thing at, at the very end of the, the one issue. Basically saying, hey, there's a plant out there that's like a lot of plant life. Maybe that could help you gain some knowledge to get back to Earth. So these one-eyed plant people remind me of the... Uh, uh, warrior that um incredible or invincible fights uh oh um uh, i can't think what the hell shit what's his name it's something simple (laughs) yeah you got it right hey what's the name of the uh alien alan alan the alien that's right alan the alien yes but that's that's what these people like the first guy that you see there that's what it reminds me of is alan the alien and i'm just like ha that's fair that is fair this is multiple years before that so uh apparently yeah. what's it's a possibility name? that it, you know he got the idea for that from this Maybe. but anyways um, we go through and we find all these people that uh like it's going through their lives like you've got this couple that's uh you know intimate but uh you know like well like they're having they are this this whole scene where like they're intimate, but they put up these walls because they don't want to be improper. But they're well, in public. Because they're, it, no, it's because their house is also living, and it can see. So they put up this, this screen so the house. Is oh, I thought okay. I thought it was them like out at like a store. Just no, like, no, like well, we gotta fuck right now, so we gotta put up these walls so people don't see what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, no, like everything in this is organic. Like the buildings are organic. Like they're, or, I mean, living. The buildings yes. are living. The people are living. You know. Um, but we, okay. anyways, like I said, you've got those guys, they're fucking at the beginning, you know, because they, they're, you know, in love. You've got this artist who thinks she's the shit of artistry because everybody loves all of her very, uh, uh, what's, uh, not mundane, but the, uh, artistic abstract, abstract there art. Uh, but she's also like very lonely. Like she, yes, there's a ton of people around her, but she hates every minute of this. Like and she, then, whatever. Yeah, and then we and then, go to a uh, pastor or a, a priest or whatever the hell he is of O, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't even believe in this shit any longer. I don't know why I'm here." Yeah, I'm the, just the church going through the lip yeah, service. The, the church services have been dwindling in in parishioners, and so he's like, "Yeah, no, screw this. As soon as, as soon as service is done, I'm gonna go end my life." Yeah, he's gonna go jump off the tallest tree, uh, and then we get a Green Lantern. Yeah. uh... Metaphil? Yeah. Metaphil? Feel? M- Medphil? Sure, why not? Um, uh, he's, I, he's... I know this Lantern. I've seen him in the Green Lantern comics, so this wasn't new to me. But apparently his mentor had died, and um, he had just hadn't gotten around to... He's also having a lapse of, I mean, faith, I guess, fuel. He's like, you know, my mentor's gone. He's like, I don't see any point in, you know... Any of this, am I even a good enough, you know, person to have the Green Lantern ring anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, he goes through the um, Lantern's uh, oath, <laughs> but he just doesn't feel it as much. Yeah. Well, the this Lantern's oath, at any rate. Yeah. That was fun to read. That was kind of cool. Which I do like. I do appreciate that each Green Lantern has, has the oath, but it is in their own... It's specific to them. Yeah. Sort of. So Swamp Thing makes his way here. 
Um, but before he can actually like, so he starts to pull out the plant life to build himself a new body, but because his whole planet is living vegetation, sentient vegetation, sentient vegeta- vegetation. Yeah. All plant life is living. Duh. Um, he pulls all these people into himself and before he can retreat, because once he realizes what's going on, um, he, he wants to stop it, but he can't. And it pulls literally everybody. All the people we just saw, like into that couple, the, the, well, into the his artist. body, and then they share a con- consciousness. Yep. And, and it's and it's like he can't stop it because it's literally causing pandemonium in his brain, and he can't separate out his it's voice and his abilities from everybody else's. Thousands and, and thousands it, of voices talking all and at once. They're all merging, and they're all connected. Like they're all yeah. connected to each other, and so now they can feel each other. Like, that couple that was already, like, a wonderful couple, loving couple, like, they're seeing each other's thoughts right now. And apparently the one guy thinks he sees his betrothed as being too clingy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, that's not, that's not right. It's not good. Um, but, like, it, it's just, it's going through everything and um, at one point, the Green Lantern shows up, uh, and he's he's also having a crisis crisis of conscience, similar to what Adam had, Adam Strange had on Ran, where like he knows Adam knows that the people of Ran hate him and mock him mm-hmm. constantly. These people, like they'll do it behind his back. These people are complaining and sort of mocking the Green Lantern to his face. Like, at one point, he stay, he's floating in the air, and they say that he's too old. You know, he said, one, uh, one ring too many. And I, I, I'm, I infer that to mean that there are too many Green Lantern rings. I'm not 100% sure on that I, one. I don't know. Um, but, like, he, he stands off. He's about ready to blast uh, through Swamp Thing. And then he realizes, like, he's seeing it happen, and he's playing out in his mind before he does it. And so he was gonna he's gonna shoot it open, but it would have killed a bunch of people. So he doesn't do that. He goes a different route where he chains them up, but that also kills a ton of people. And then he's like, well, I'll just dissipate Swamp Thing, I guess, and separate them all. But then that kills a bunch of people because they're falling down. And all the while, these people are just like, why is he just standing why, there? Why is he just standing there? Why is he? He's frozen up. Look, he can't do it. He's pathetic. He's too he's old too to old. be our hero. Yep. He's, he doesn't have the will to be a Green Lantern anymore. And then he realizes, oh, what if I, uh, you know. Yeah, he, he's remembering I... the words from his mentor, uh, Jothra. And he's like, you know, engage the mind. Yep. So he, he basically mystifies Swamp Thing and hypnotizes him to a point. Um, and while he's doing that, then he... He's able to separate ma- everybody's consciences out. Meticulously, like, pulls everybody apart. And and drops them onto the ground uh, without hurting them. Which, honestly, I mean, it probably was for the better that these events happened. Because you got the couple who is now, like... They, they're seeing themselves differently now. Which, yep. not good. You get the uh, priest... Who had his faith renewed. Yep. Uh, and then you uh, get the artist who, while she was in Swamp Thing, like she was, she always wanted to be alone. 
and she was, and now she hated being alone. So yeah. Um, but then we he is able to uh, the Green Lantern is able to get Swamp Thing into Chakra, um, because he's just the well he's teaching him how to uh, change his bioelectric pattern through the okay. uh, variations that he had caused with the uh, uh, hypnosis or whatever. Oh, like okay. uh, Swamp Thing realized that uh, he can or he realized that this guy could help him. Um, what's his name? Ma- Ma- my Medfil? my my Phil. Medfil. Yeah, Medfil. Uh, he realizes that Medfil can help him maybe get back to Earth, maybe change his uh, bioelectric pattern to where he can once again merge with Earth's green. Yep. But he can't do it as these it, lights, the strobe lights. Yeah, as an uninhabited body. Yep. So he uses... Um, uh, Jothra. Uh, thank you, Jothra's body. And, you know, uh, Medfil gets his chance to, you know spend one last day with his mentor, even if it really isn't his mentor. Yep. Um, I, I do question these, uh, these slave lizards that they have. With the, uh, nose piercings? With all the chains? Yeah. I look, look, w- look what they do know, in their free time, I'm not gonna look, question. You gotta understand, this was drawn by humans, and humans, uh, are always like, under the impression that everything that's inferior to them must be, uh, you know, chained up and enslaved. Oh, I was thinking more sexually, because, I don't know. I, oh, see, I thought that was supposed to be a... Um... Oh, well, I only thought the sexual thing, because every single issue so far has been very sexual. I guess that's true. Well, they didn't really... have plants fucking at the beginning of this. So, there you go. So... Alright, that's fair. Um, but they, they make their way around until Swamp Thing gets, you know, like, he's like, oh, I understand how to do this now. Thank you. You've been a great help. Uh... I'll uh, quit imposing on you and uh, goodbye. And like he just fucking drops the body right there, and uh, fucking Med, Medna Metha Medfa is like uh, Med, Med, Jothra, yeah. Jothra. But he's happy because he still got to spend that last time with his mentor, regardless Correct. of you know it. His mentor being long gone, he got to spend that time with him, and still. he knows yeah. that he did something good and helpful, and it's brought back his uh, ability uh, to believe in his own will. Well, it also helped out that he even said when he was dissimilar, taking Swamp Thing apart. Um, words are hard. I'm not even going to try to do that one. Uh, like he, he said if he was... Or disseminating? There we go, disseminating. Um, when he was, if he was younger, he wouldn't even have thought to do this. He would have just started blasting and would have hurt a lot of people. So, like, he, with age comes wisdom. And he would not have learned that if he had not... Learned that from his mentor. Exactly. So. Um, so we're back to Earth. And Abby is with Chester. And they're, they're, they have this eco... Eco group. I was going to say eco-terrorist group. But they're not terrorists. Eco group that is trying to, you know, do some good. Say, well, they're trying to save the swamps. They're trying to keep them clean, you know. They're trying to do what they can. Yeah. Uh, and, and then there's, uh, there's a knock on the door. Actually, the, there's a ding dong at the bell. That's a it's a, a gang clang, actually. <laughs> gang clang. <laughs> um, anyways, it's Adam. Hey, we know this guy. We do. He's we like, just hey, I'm, he's like, hi, I'm I'm strange. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we noticed. What do you want? And he's like, uh, your uh, lover boy, the swamp creature, told me to tell you that he's alive. And uh, 
But yeah, I saw him on this planet. I get zapped to this planet in the Satari system. And now he was heading for this one and blah, 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 blah. And, and at just this starts... point in time, Abby's like, this motherfucker's just fucking with me. Yep. And she's pissed off. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. She's like, why don't you go uh, fucking have Scotty beam you up, you motherfucker. And this dude's like, what? No, uh, I don't understand why she's mad at me. I thought that she'd be happy to know that, you know, her boyfriend's Her boyfriend's alive. back and she's going to get in trouble. Hey now, hey now. My boyfriend's back. Anyway. Yeah. And, you know, Chester's like, yeah, I, I get that sometimes, man, you know. Have a have a have a have a little toke on this. <laughs> so, we go back. Well, I'll say so. Our next issue. Yeah. Which okay, so this one doesn't make sense to me, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, so th- this one follows Metron, and Metron, if you guys don't know, is a new god. He uh, works with. I thought mainly. Darkseid. Well, see, here's the thing. He actually is. He works with both Darkseid and Highfather. He's a. I would say neutral, but he's not really neutral. He's more of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But um, he's also at what essentially would be the source wall. They don't say source wall here, but he says he calls it the source. What he thinks is the source. Um, the source wall in DC continuity is the edge of the universe. It, it separates this universe from another universe. Essentially, the, it, it's what keeps the multiverse separate. Um, gotcha. It really gained prominence in DC in like the 2000s when they started um, really playing with the source wall a lot. Um, and that it, current continuity, it has been broken down. And now the multiverse is merged with our this universe and everything is the whole. It, it's a whole thing. We'll what get there in the like 15 years. The, uh, crisis was. Uh... To bring that all back together into one universe? So, yes. But the multiverse still existed. We'll actually get to a couple stories relatively soon uh, talking about that. So, dissecting that a little bit. So, um, we're, we're a ways off of that, though. So, right here, Metron is, is like, lamenting on these two giants that apparently... Uh, I don't know what they did. They did something stupid. Well, they're but, celestials. Um, they tried to make themselves bigger so that they could break through the source. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, they did something stupid. But they, but they made themselves so big that they, like, basically froze in time. Uh, and Metron is—he's hearing a ping from a mother box, and he goes to investigate and finds it in the sleeve of one of the celestials. Um, and with it is, oh, and it's a know, massive mother box. Yeah, it's, it's this giant sad. one. That he shrinks down to normal size. That then, um, like, when he tries to leave, apparently because he used up so much juice, it crashed. And now he's mad at the mother box. Well, the mother box itself had Swamp Thing in it. He had pulled this mother box. She had pulled Swamp Thing to her. And Swamp Thing got out and got into the vegetation that was growing in the sleeve. And... All right, now Swamp Thing is here, standing in front of Metron. My issue with this is, if this is a source wall, allegedly, and like I said, it's at the edge of the universe, why is Swamp Thing here? Because he was heading back inward into Earth, in which, (coughs) according to Crisis, Earth is like the center of the universe, 
because <laughs> see you're in my man again exactly but like that it proves to be whatever but yeah, yeah. so like why was he, he was heading inward why did he get pulled outward what, what he was he was just crossing by and then mother box just found him it's like no 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 that's not how this works this is stupid you're stupid again just another thing where we didn't really need it that's kind of a well and that's another thing reading the foreword this this one was written by uh Rick uh Veach and he so Jack Kirby you know that name He's the one that created the new gods, created Darkseid, um, and created the fourth that world. That explains Darkseid's fucking huge forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and he he made the fourth world, which is all new gods, and was telling this wonderful story. Well, apparently DC's like, well, we're, we're not going to do new god fourth world stories anymore. So they kind of let him go at the time. But the characters were still there. But the story kind of got like, Stopped prematurely. Gotcha. Kirby went to Marvel, tried to re reinvigorate that. He made the Eternals over there. He did a couple other characters over there. Just didn't have the same luster. Um, so eventually he was able to come back to DC and, and tell some more fourth world stories. But in the interim, Veach reached out to Kirby and was trying to build upon the legacy of the fourth world. So gotcha. this is what, this is all this is. Um, I'm not going to say this issue was the greatest because all it is is Metron sitting on uh, Swamp Thing's lap as he got being a dick. Yeah. Well, Metron and being like, a dick too. Well, but I like, mean, like the, the, you know, Swamp Thing's like, you know, the mother box is telling me that, you know, we need to do this. And uh, Metron's like, no, uh, that's stupid because I know better than a mother box does, and we need to go this way because I am the smartest but that's, thing. But that's Metron. That's how a Metron has always been. He's always been an asshole, which is why he is not for Darkseid or for um, High Father or you know Apocalypse or New Genesis. He is for himself and the pursuit of science. He doesn't give a shit about anything else, which is as great. long as it benefits him. But if he would have listened to the mother box he would have actually been able to go to the source instead of uh, getting tricked into... Uh, well, he, yeah, so he what, sees all this. And the whole narration is him telling Darkseid this. We yeah. see that toward the end. Um, and Darkseid's like, yeah, you're you're dumb, Metron. You got tricked. That's an alf. Aleph? Aleph. Um, and Metron's like, oh, no. Oh, this, I'm never going to be able to get to the source. Dude, I could tell you right now from reading, like in my 2022 brain from the source that you don't want the source to break. That's bad. That leads to bad things. Well, he doesn't care if a good or bad things happen. He just wants to know. Exactly. That, and that's really what it comes down to. Um, regardless, you know, he's like, well, you know, um, he's like, I guess I don't have anything to pay, you know, for the material that I need to get my chair running again. And dark side's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now, now. Let's look at what made Swamp Thing's mind break. Yeah, because so we, we skipped over that, that part. Because that could be important to my anti or anti-life uh, um, equation. Equation, thank uh, you. So yeah, so when they went into the source, um, they both saw visions. Metron saw basically life everywhere all at once. Everywhere all at once, all at once, all at times, whatever the fuck that title's called. Um, and Swamp Thing, he saw stuff, but because it, like, 
literally broke his mind, uh, the mother box erased it from his mind so that he could be back to normal. Yeah, so he could be normal. His, so he could use his head enough to uh, get back to Earth. Yeah, and what he saw was basically Abby, um, maybe fucking Constantine. I'm not entirely sure. But also just like everything breaking down, like he needs to be there because his love for Abby is what's keeping him sane. Um, yeah, I don't know. And Darkseid's like, huh, that's what I was missing from my equation. Love. So I will say this. He is, Darkseid has been looking for the anti-life equation since the beginning of time. Um, that is the crux. That That's what he's always trying to do. There have been two times, to my knowledge, in comic form, the probably more, but two times off the top of my head that he does get the anti-life equation, and it doesn't go like he wants it to. Um, yeah, right, exactly. One of them being uh, Final Crisis, which we'll get there in the future. Eventually. Uh, the other one is the Deceased. Which that is, and are those ones hanging up on your wall? Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah, they were at one point. Um, okay. I took them down, but I have all the trades. Those are are Elseworld stories, so ultimately we could essentially get to those quicker than the Final <laughs> Crisis. <coughs> but the but the uh, and this is my own hang up. There's characters introduced in there that we haven't met yet, so I don't want it to be confusing for anybody. Me. Confusing for me, because I don't know any of these characters. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we may just jump to it at some point. I, there's a lot of Elseworlds stories that I love, or even what-if stories for Marvel that I love. Dude, that... uh, yeah, I say, what-if what was so much fun, especially since it has no uh, bearing on like pretty much anything else. And that's what the Elseworlds are. So we, we may take a year where we just, just do, do Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Like, we'll take a break from the main continuity stuff and just touch on that we'll see tell you what if you guys want us to cover that let us know over at comic rundown on gmail at gmail.com or uh comic rundown on twitter or comic book rundown on instagram uh actually uh, if we're part of the professional casual network aren't we also on their discord oh yeah we're also on discord let us know at discord too there's a separate channel for that so this <laughs> next That's issue so weird. <laughs> right? It, it's going to take a while to get used to that. I'm not going to lie. It, it is. Um, so this next issue, speaking of sex, because apparently <laughs> everything has to do with sex in this thing. Um, we've got these this couple in the bushes. Uh, this one lady, this one girl, what's her name? Um, Annette. Annette. And then his name is Ken. Um, Annette, they want to they wanna bone, but she's like, I want to wait until marriage kind of thing. Even though he is taking off her blouse and taking down his pants. Um, what does, uh, what does she say here? Well, there's psychological reasons. First sexual experience is real important. If it's bad, I could emotionally, I could be emotionally damaged, grow up a lesbian or something. Uh, and he's like, baby, nothing will happen really there. And he apparently at that point is when he gets his pants down. There's a light in the background that I'm assuming is Swamp Thing that goes flying through. Uh, and then flies through this bush, and he is pulling up his pants. Is like maybe we should wait until we're engaged, and she's screaming like crazy I don't because know if he's that's probably. Pleasure, 
I'm thinking it's pain because she probably saw his little limp dick and is like, nope, I'm a lesbian now. Uh, <laughs> like the fucking Simpsons uh, movie. I like boys now. Uh, but anyway, uh, so this, this issue, um, I'm going to tell it in two parts, okay? The first part will be Swamp Thing getting his revenge. No and then, shit. And then the second part will be about Abby. So let's talk about the revenge part real quick. Um, so everybody that fucked him in uh, Gotham. The what? Yep. Uh, uh, he just, he retaliates. This first guy, he's buying roses for this. Prostitute. Gr- yep. Um, who apparently. Who, Lady of the Night. Who apparently doesn't know how to stop the um, the bath. Like that thing is super full. Because the minute you look, get in, it's going to overflow. Look. They're rich. They don't care. If it overflows, it'll overflow into the apartments below them, and it's still not their problem. Good point. So he buys us these flowers, but as he's going to hand them off to her, uh, they start to grow and but entangle him. Imagine having this beautiful, just like patch of flowers right there in your living room. I bet you her house smelled great. Other than oh, probably. Body. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because then the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, that's the first guy. The next guy, he is. Apparently on vacation, he's back home at his mom's place. Uh, This dude's like fucking 50 years old. And he has his... I'm not saying... Look, okay, look. If that's your thing, to have your mother tuck you in at night, no judgment. We're we're a kink-free zone here. But... um, I strongly disagree with that. We are definitely not a kink-free zone. We're a kink-friendly zone. Okay, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're correct. Sorry. I should have said it that way. That's, that's the correct wording. What you do to get your own pleasure is fine. This as long is as weird. It doesn't involve anybody non consenting. This is weird as fuck, but whatever. Um, but yeah, he, is, he gets tucked in by his, by his mommy. Uh, then he's having a dream of being like cobbled by smothered. her. Smothered. And then gets smothered because as he is dreaming, these petals from a tree are just filling up his room and he gets smothered by petals. Yep. Uh, and then we get this third guy who is on a retreat at this, like this one of his places that he owns. Um, he, ha- he let all the staff go. He's like, you know, just be gone for the weekend. I'll, uh, I don't want anybody here. And he goes wandering into the grass well, he's just sitting up there smoking a cigarette, and then the grass grows and grows and grows. Into uh, like a hedge hedge maze, almost. It's, uh, like, that's probably the worst, because he's going to be lost in there for weeks. Oh, well, no, right. actually, you want to know the worst is? The worst is this guy. Because well, he deserves this is, it the worst. This is Wicker. Um, He was one of the main guys. Like, he, we saw him in the beginning... He showed up again in Gotham to take care of Swamp Thing. He's got like a, a scar on his eye. Um, and it, he, once he figured out what was happening, he's like, all right, all the grass needs to become astro- astroturf. All the plants need to be plastic. We need to, anything that is plant related, it's gone. We do not deal with that shit anymore. Um, and so like he is, he is, the guards think he's going crazy, but like he's got legitimate reasons to be I thinking mean, he's, this. He's making crazy but intelligent decisions. Well, almost. 
because he, he gets a sandwich. He gets a sandwich, and there's a tomato on the sandwich, which is all Swamp Thing needed. Um, and he ultimately grows the green out of Wicker, uh, essentially making him into like a tree from the inside out. Yeah. God, it was bad. It, it was, was hilarious. It was great. It was awesome. So that is all what of things doing all of the people right. that wronged him. They're gone. Um, so we got Abby. She's going to the hospital. She's visiting Matt. Um, which, Why? Because she's a masochist. Well, no, I, I mean, also th- I also thought he had already died. I thought so I didn't know I didn't know he was in a coma on life support. I thought he like she took him off of, off of life support like three volumes ago. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, which is when this first popped up, I was like, "Who the hell is she visiting in the hospital?" Yeah, but yeah. And while she's visiting him in the hospital, um, Chester visits Liz at her house. Gang gang. Uh, that they got a really weird doorbell. Yeah, it must be one of those like, uh, like ones that sounds like a gong. Mm, okay. Like gang clang. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so he, well, he's there to see, um, Abby, but Liz answers, answers the door and, you know, she invites him in. Liz has been with Abby since she came back last Valium. Um, and she, Abby's taking care of her because Liz is traumatized by what's his nuts, whatever the fuck his name was. Um, like she can't, she can't do anything by herself. And Liz, like Abby is She's there for her. She's supporting her. She's not pushing anything on her. Yep. Like, but she also wants her to like become herself again. So Chester shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna look for Abby. We're we're doing this thing." Um. At one point, was was he say? Um. Do do do. All right, the guy who had the accident. Oh, talk about Matt. You know, she's one. She's one together lady, all the bummers in her life, and she carries on working with the eco group, taking care of you, uh, no offense. And Liz's like, oh, no, it's no, it's okay. She helps me so much, I know. I must be, um, you must think I'm pathetic. You're right. I don't help out enough. I'm useless. And she's like, he, Chess is like, you know, slow down, slow down. You know, you're somebody who had, you know, got her head tripped really bad, and it, it all happens. It it is all it happens. He's, he's like, I don't think you're pathetic. I think you're beautiful. You just yeah. have to mellow out a little bit. And then and after she, he leaves. Like this, I think was what the spark she needed. Because she's like, she. he said that I'm beautiful. So she willingly goes into the bathroom. And this entire time, she has been afraid to take a bath. Because the dickhead that she was with before, which I can't remember his name. He, who was controlling her entire life, was like, well, you can't have more than X amount of water because you'll slip and fall and drown and it'd be bad yeah and she's like okay well no i'm i'm gonna this is things are gonna change so back at the hospital we got abby lamenting i guess i I don't know she's she she's there she's kind of uh, guilt tripping herself for the most part and Um, um chester goes to find her and while he's going to find her, he finds out that uh, there's a Miss Monroe in the hall or yep. in this place. So he goes down there and he sees uh, Wallace. And which uh, Wallace was a character that showed up. He was the one um, that had 
He he was the one dropping the waste, waste into the in the swamp. Yeah, um, which made the um, uh, fuck. I can't think of what his name is. The dude that nu- was a the, nuclear was like man or whatever. Nuclear whatever. Yeah, it was whatever. But the Toxic he, Avenger. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. He, uh, but his the, wife ultimately got sick with cancer because of her exposure to this guy. Yep. And um, Chester had given him part of one of. Uh, um, Swamp Thing's um, squashes or whatever mm-hmm. the hell they were. I think the last one he had, if yeah. I remember correctly. And it, he he's like, you know, give this to your wife and maybe we'll, we'll help her out. And he did, like Wallace did, but he doesn't know if it if she took her or not. He hopes he did. Or well, hopes she did. He said she said something about seeing angels and this and that and the other. And yeah. uh, Chester's like, well, you know, man, I hope everything works out for you. Good luck, you know. Uh, but here's my number if you ever want to get a hold of me because well, we have this eco group that yeah, and, and envir- trying to you know mend the environmental damage. He has our number, and the guy's like, oh, well, you know, thank you. He's like, I'm probably gonna have a lot of time to myself, you know, here sometime soon. Yeah, and, and because uh, of everything that happened before, he is changing his ways. Yeah, and uh, so he gets in there to see treasure, and. Uh, She's yep. already passed, but uh, the nurse says, you know, she woke up briefly. She said she's sorry she couldn't wait for you, and thank you for showing her so much. She said to tell you good night. Yeah, that was that was sweet. Um, we get Abby saying goodbye to Matt finally, officially, I guess. Um, I again, I could have sworn he was already dead, but whatever. Yep. Uh, but then Chester finds Abby, and it's just like, hey, so I was, I was. Looking for you. How'd everything go with your ex-husband? And she was like, oh yeah, he told me all the movies he saw, all the politics and all the stuff. And he's like, really? Like, no, Chester. <laughs> She's like, no, he's still in a fucking coma. <laughs> like, goddamn. But then he's like, well, you know, he's like, I can understand if you want to be alone. She's like, no, I don't really want to be alone. And uh, so... Yeah, the, so they go out to the swamp. Yep. And they're just, they're talking, they're reminiscing. Um, Chester is talking about how he had given the last piece to Monroe to give to his wife, and now he and felt he, like, like selfish a little bit. He's, for... like, man, he's like, I wish I would have kept it for myself, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'd feel selfish doing that. I'm glad that other people were able to partake in it because it made their lives better. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, I, you know, he's like, I feel bad for being selfish, but I also just kind of wanted one of them for myself just to see what it would have been like. Yeah. And then Abby's like, man, I wish I wish it was as nice as you, Chester, because all I want is for him to be with me to myself, and I can't have that anymore because he's gone um but then he finds so, uh chester finds some of the uh um sweet potatoes on the ground and he's like hey he's like you know i found something and she's like look i'm not interested she's like i just came out here to you know you know be near you know what i love and like he's like, uh, hey, uh, you know, there's, there's something going on with the the those uh, plants behind you. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, the earth, it's rumbling. What's going on, Abby? Are you? And then you know, there's swamp, swamp thing, thing pops up out from underneath the ground to hold Abby up, and with a really weird like, boner. Oh! And Chester's uh, <laughs> in the background. That's really the face that she's making. Oh, I know this. <laughs> and then Chester's in the background doing his cheerleading thing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this last issue was interesting, to say the least. Who's this dude in the pimp hat? No idea. 
Okay, thank God, because I was like, this, this, is this something important because he shows up at the beginning and then he shows up at the end? Well, I think it's just a um, a local to the swamp, I guess. That would be the Austria. That would be the best way to say it. Like, he's just... I, I, I don't know. Like, he's he's there. He's wandering around. I have no idea. He, I don't know. Don't worry about him. He, he's a he's a non-issue for now. Um, but we do get Abby and Swamp Thing talking. Um, I don't 100% know if he tells her about everything that happened. Or I think he does. It, it, it's... Um... I don't know, but either way, they. No, uh, no, he doesn't, because he's like, should I tell her about how I changed the, uh, you know, another world? How I exa- brought them back. That's later. And then he's like, that, no, I, I shouldn't. Yeah. So he. Um, he does turn into a uh, fish boat to swim her around, though. Yeah, uh, he also turns into um, what's his name, uh, Steve uh, Irwin, for a minute. <laughs> Crikey. Wrestling the crocodile. Um, yeah. yeah, so he is just trying to figure out what's going on. They uh, Apparently they've been together for a couple hours now and haven't even talked about sex. I don't know. So again, but more, after more he, sex uh, stuff. After he wrangles the alligator, it gets her all hot and bothered. No. Sure, why not? Apparently that was hot. Uh, but they, they he grows the fruit out of himself, gives it to her. She takes a bite of it. They uh, do their thing. Do the thing. And then we get some weird crustaceous Jurassic. Okay, so this is this is him going back to remembering the first Swamp Thing's memories. Uh, is that what that used... is? Yeah. I totally. Yeah. He because he, he goes back and he's like, you know, they, they could have stopped what was going on. They could have saved the dinosaurs, but they didn't. He's like, you know, they could have they could have stopped this, but they didn't. He's like, so it's not my place to change the world to make it better for humans because if I do, they're just going to use me as a crutch. They're going to keep damaging the world, keep hurting it. He's yeah, like, like all the while I'm just gonna be there, you know, like their nanny cleaning up after them. Yep. He's like, so he's like, no, he's like, I think it's time for me to just take a back seat and let them figure shit out for themselves. So he proposes this to uh to Abby about just giving up the life in the mainland and just living out here. He basically creates this palace for her. Um and she remembers that she has a meeting with Chester that uh, she's like, oh no, I gotta go do this real quick before we can even before we can go over here. And so Chester shows up. You know, Abby says, "Hey, I'm gonna be gone for a while. I won't be able to be in the eco group for some time." Can and we also point out that this is a different um, art style I, in this book? I think it is the first. Well, and again, it, it they had different multiple artists. Yes, yeah, yeah. so this last piece is different than the rest of it, which I think Tubblebin is the rest of it, is most of it. Um, nope, sorry, that would have been Veach. So yeah, this is Tom Yeats, I, I think. Okay. Or Alfredo Alcala. Either anyway, way. Um, Abby's like, you know, I brought somebody with me to the meeting, and uh, Chester's like, so did I. And she's like, look, it's Swamp Thing. He's back. We're happy. We're going to live with each other out in the swamp. We're not coming back. You guys have fun. Yep. And then he's like, oh, I brought Liv. And she's like, oh, shit, I forgot about Liv. Hey, Liv. Liz. Liv's like, don't worry, Liz. Yeah. And uh, she's like, don't worry. You know, Chester's going to stay with me and 
we're going to make things work out and I, I feel a lot better now and everybody gets there happy ever after. Yeah, she she's like, she sees Swamp Thing is like, oh, Alec, uh, do you remember me at all? I wrote a book about you. And he's like, yes, I do, Liz. Uh, you know, you look good. Uh, the book was good. You should write some more, I think. And it was, it was kind of nice. Like it was, it was a nice goodbye for everybody. Yeah. I, because especially since this is Alan Moore's last issue, yeah. he's, he's wrapping up everything. His storylines is completed here. It's really gonna be weird when, you know, he's like, all right, we're going to live in this, this palace, this whatever palace for how, for a long time and never going to go back to world, even though next issue, apparently they're back to the world. So, <laughs> Um, but then we get the end of it uh, being a journalist trying to get um, Pimp Hat to uh, take him out to get pictures of Swamp Thing. Yep, and I like he keeps on saying, "I know you're, I know you know English, and I know you, you understand what I'm saying." He doesn't, he doesn't say a word. Like he's just like, "Uh, huh, huh, huh. Like he's not saying anything to this guy, but the guy apparently <laughs> thinks that he's doesn't know English. And but I know this guy, uh, Gene or. Pimp Hat, whatever you want to call him. Um, like, he just kind of pushes off and just starts laughing. He's like, screw this guy. Um, but yeah, that's that's really where we end it. And that is... That's it. That's that's Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. We, we covered all of it. The whole thing. I love these. This last Absolutely. volume was weird and it, very it confusing. It would have been for, like, the uh, robot fuck planet... Um... The edge of the known universe, dark side stuff. Uh, it probably yeah, those, wouldn't have been that bad. Those two issues really had no precedent. I mean, there are there was probably a little something in there that we overlooked. Maybe that probably helped get him to where he is now. I, I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was still great. Like I said, the ones that I that you know I just kind of skimmed through those anyways. Because they were just, you know, like I, the, to me, they were filler. Yeah, yeah, they and they really were. Um, but that being said, that's it for Swamp Thing for now. I don't know if we're gonna continue on. Well, that's it for the Alan Moore. Swamp that's thing. it for the Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Well, and I don't know if I'm, we're gonna continue on because I don't have those books, and I don't know if they are on like Hoopla or DC Universe Infinite. Yeah. So, well, I'll gotcha. look into that. I'll let you know. I need to get you like a, a better tablet to uh, to read the stuff on. Eventually, eventually I'll you know pick something up. Maybe but I'll. You got you got the laptop. You can read it on the laptop. Oh, can I? I think so. DC I, Universe. Oh, I, guess, I think yeah. I think you put apps on this thing. Yeah, probably. We'll figure it out. Um, but that being said, thank you guys for listening. Um, I should probably mention that at this point we are part of the Professional Casual Network. Yeah. Uh, now. Uh, that's going to be working that into my end spiel is going to take a, take a minute to remember, but we'll get there. Do that part. (laughs) Maybe. Um, I also need to get a hold of Tim to see what exactly we should be talking about. Yeah. That's the stuff because it's, I mean, so we're, we're part of the network now. Are are we going to do commercials? We're, we might have to start doing ads throughout, but that's going to be like, we're, I got to get with Tim to, to figure that one out. Because gotcha. I think I think officially January is when we like officially join. Gotcha. Right now he's we yes we're part of the network. He's he's housing, he's hosting our, our show. But um I don't know if we're gonna be fully on the network yet. You know what? 
Come November, when this episode comes out, we'll find out then. Yeah! Yep. Uh, but I know in January we should be officially fully on there. Actually, honestly, if if the PCN stinger at the beginning is there, we're part of the network of this episode. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see that. We'll see. I got to talk to Tim about that. But you guys can find us on Twitter at Comic Rundown, on Instagram at Comic Book Rundown. You can email us, comicbookrundown at gmail.com. Uh, you want to let them know where you can, they can find you? Uh, you can find me uh, good at this game on pretty much everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got merch. No, sorry. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcast or your podcasting app of choice. If you do, let us know. Or you can also rate and review us on social media or through Gmail. Uh, if you do, let us know. We'll read it on an upcoming episode. Um, we can give you merch that you could pay for over on Redbubble and TeePublic. Uh, and our song was done by Joe from Wreck My Podcast and One Half of the Sex Turtles. Yeah, that, look, we got everything. That being said, yeah, I'm going to have to redo like all that once we officially join the network. Because, <laughs> look, we've been doing this for... Four, four years. Years. years and years. So, actually, I think I've been doing that ending part. I've been doing that ending part for four years separately at times. The part we, how we've been doing it now has been like two years or so. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But that being said, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.